Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss Enjo and Terror movies apart. On this episode, we'll be discussing Avengers Endgame, oh released on April 20th. I'm just kidding. We're not discussing Endgame. Um, we'll be talking about The Sandlot. It was released on April 1st, 1993, directed by David Mickey Evans. And... On today's panel, we have. Hmm, who's gonna go first? Lindsay. Hello. Oh shit, she was paying attention. <laughs> we got Billy. I'm always paying attention. What? He's paying attention, okay. but he just kind of zoned out. He's paying an asshole. Um, we got Chris. Hello. And we have Sissy. Hello. And I will be your host. Whatever you want to call me, go ahead, please. Are you really issues. Alright, so The Sandlot Released in 1993 And the reason why I picked this movie You wanna know why? Yeah, actually I do wanna know why Because it's, it's a random Whenever we pick movies that are over 20 years old It's always interesting to figure out why It's true Yes Okay So, for some reason Lately I've been in the mood To watch something with that has some type of sports involved. Okay. Whether it's a football movie, uh, soccer movie. Is there any of them? So really, you're just dreaming about balls all hey, day. Soccer movies? Yeah, there's ladybugs. Sidekick. <laughs> so yeah, and Buddies. sticks. Wait, what? Which one? Buddies. Oh, yeah. There's actually, a, there's actually a sports movie from, I think it's like 1977 or 1978. Um, it's a Canadian hockey movie. Um, where one of the characters was actually the inspiration for uh, Wolverine's look. Hmm. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's something called like Puckshot or something like that. Hmm. And I looked it up and I saw the comparison and I'm like, yeah, he's Wolverine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for some reason lately I just wanted to watch a movie with sports. So, I mean, it was either this one it's just one of my favorites. The Sandlot is amazing. And I even asked Lindsay. I had two movies in mind. What was the other one? Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. That was my other favorite. So I was like, this one or this one? She's like, it's Sandlot. funny because I was just talking about uh, um, that Broderick dude. What's his name? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yeah. Of how prolific of an actor he was in like the late 80s, 90s. Really and then he just kind of fell off. disappeared too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not, not really. He's been... He's been in a lot of really good movies, but the last thing he did, well, Inspector Gadget kind of killed his career. Mm, yeah, I think yeah. getting married to Sarah Jessica Parker killed his career. No, that killed his life <laughs> and his spirit. That's a different conversation. <laughs> I mean, he probably would have just been better off at fucking a real horse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we clearly don't like Sarah Michelle. What's her name? I Sarah her Jessica name. Parker. Thank you, Sarah. Je- yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller is a different person. But we like her. But yeah, that was pretty much why I chose this movie. Okay. Um, just wanted to watch a classic, wanted to watch something with sports involved, and that was it. Fair enough. It's I'm actually still glad an amazing you did. movie. For baseball, it's like this isn't like one of my top favorite movies. I would probably like consider it like uh, Angels in the Outfield is like another like really like yeah. uh, this a, is like based a bunch off of like kid like visions of like baseball. 
I would say probably maybe this will like actually be a top five. It was like Angels in the Outfield is like five. Um, Sandlot probably like number three or four. Then we have um, a league of their own. Well, I'm talking about like based the off of, like kids and stuff oh, like based that. Oh, based kids. Oh, okay. And I mean, a league of their own, like Field of Dreams, like all of those are like its like own thing. Um, Trouble with the Curve was another really good one, but that one wasn't didn't have kids. That was uh, what about rookie? Is it a rookie? Year? Rookie of the year. Yeah. Go Cubbies! Because he he went to the Chicago Cubs. Another like fantastic. So of course, that's movie. going to be your. And top. I think like my like all time top favorite like baseball movie would. Be the Bad News Bears, the original one, not the, yeah. not the new one. That's a good movie. Like Let's the Bad News Ye- Bears, like going to Japan. It's like just seeing like that uh, <clears throat> the culture that they uh, placed into the movie. I mean, all of those are really fantastic. But the Sandlot is prob- arguably like one of the best uh, baseball movies out there. Mm-hmm. Can't hear you. Yeah, you kind of broke up. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, what you think, Chris? Did, have you watched this movie before? I've watched this movie before, and this movie always fit into the same category as Jungle Book, um, where I hated it. I completely, one thousand percent, despised it. Uh, so, it's on the. We've talked about this before on the show in different episodes, where I've hated the Goonies and I've hated um, Jungle Book. And I used to hate this one for the same reason. I used to be forced to watch this movie when I didn't want to. And it was a constant thing because my parents loved it, so they would force me to fucking watch it with them. Uh, so I never was in the right mindset. I never wanted to. I Let me never, stop it right there. When you, shut up. When I, I picked, wish my when, parents were alive, and I wish they would have forced <laughs> me to watch this. Do you feel bad now? No, I don't. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, You've used that line a few times. Yeah, exactly. It's already worn off. This See, some, some people like, Shut up, some people like to be like movie subs. So, so I, I started watching this movie really angry at whoever picked it. And I wasn't sure who had picked it. And I didn't want to know because I didn't want to be resentful towards them. But you know what? I'm actually glad I watched it. Watching it now, I actually appreciated it. And I actually enjoyed it. So, yes, I actually, for once... I feel like, to an extent, this is a movie that I was able to reclaim. Yeah. This movie did pretty well, too. It only took $7 million to make it. It made uh, $33 million. It wasn't that hard to make. I mean, realistically, what was the most expensive piece? The most expensive piece? The actors? Well, not even. They were children at the time. And Dennis Leary. I mean, even Dennis Leary, uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, those were the most expensive people in the production. They probably allotted for the majority of the budget, but... When it comes down to it, in terms of shooting it, it wasn't that difficult. The hardest the hardest graphical piece was perhaps when they were making the dog look bigger than it was. But even then, there were only certain body parts of the dog. So I'm not you didn't even, even sure. have to create a full Yeah, I'm dog. not even sure how many scenes that they used with the dog, which I cannot remember what kind of dog it is. But those dogs are legitimately... St. Bernard? Yeah, the St. Bernards. They're, they're huge fucking dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but no, the the picture of him, his paw, was... You can tell it was like a pop. I mean, or... it was ginormous. It oh, was yeah, no, that was It was like a standard yeah. size pill that you would get on the on the bed and stuff like that. So you know for a fact that this was an over-exaggerated dog and everything like that. And Joshua was like, that's a big dog! Mm-hmm. And everything like that, so... 
And then when he saw when he finally saw the dog, he goes, "That's not so big." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was into it, which I also loved, and I think it was part of what got me into it was the fact that JC was all about it. He was all about the film. He was never scared. He's when just I was, like his daddy. Here's the he thing: when the, I was a kid, I was also I was actually scared of the dog because I've always had allergies to dogs and things like that, and I was attacked by a dog when I was little. No, I heard you. I just ignoring you completely. Um, so I used to be afraid of dogs when I was a kid, and that was also a big reason as to why I didn't feel that, you know like this film. But um, the director, uh, David Evans, uh, co-wrote and directed this movie, and he went on to also direct the uh, 2005 sequel for The Sandlot as well. That was a direct... There's a sequel film. to it? Yeah. There's two sequels. There's a, a director film, Sandlot 2, that he did, and then there's also another Sandlot movie that came out uh, three years later that he was not a part of. That he was not a part of, and uh, 2018, through Disney+, Plus, they are talking about making a Sandlot television series really? with the original actors. That I did Ooh, here. That would be awesome. So I'm excited to see how that goes, especially since Disney is a very figuratively and literally uh, magical corporation, and they can make gold out of just about anything. Pretty much. Just about. <sighs> but uh, They haven't had many films that have bombed lately. I will say, though, that it's really funny that when we picked this film, or when Ray picked this film to review... At the same time, there's a meme that actually started becoming prevalent, and I don't know if by the time this episode airs, it will still be out there. But it's a meme, and it has the greatest power hitter in the history of baseball, yep. and Aaron Judge. Which <laughs> yeah, is, which is he sent that to New me. York Yankees I was baseball player laughing so hard because he's talking about the greatest baseball hitter of all times. Oh, yeah, and Aaron Judge, which is actually a motherfucking badass. <laughs> but I saw that, and, like, even though this was before I had watched it, I actually, like, made sure to make a mental note to bring that meme up in this episode. Mm-hmm. Just because I saw that, and even I, who who doesn't sports, was laughing about it. I was like, that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. You, you which know, it, it's funny if you know who Aaron Judge is. It's yeah, like sure. Aaron Judge's rookie season uh, for the New York Yankees, which was only uh, a handful of years ago. Maybe only three years ago. Two, I think two, two or three years ago. He hit, I think it was 50 home 60? runs. It was 50. 50. Oh, yeah, because he passed uh, Babe Ruth. Maybe. I don't fucking know. He passed Ruth's record? Yeah, it's rookie For record. rookie. For yeah. rookie. Uh, fair enough. Um, but, yeah. No, this movie's always been... You don't know what I like the most about this film? The ending. How... Against all odds, against all everything, you kind of had this, like, ending that you really only got in movies that were from, like, the 80s, early 90s, where everything just magically happens to work out, not just okay, but better than okay. You know what I mean? And that that did kind of bring me back to my childhood, because I feel that we don't get endings like that anymore. I, I feel mm-hmm. that even the happy endings that we get aren't so, like... Like, I don't know, like, there's something about the way that it ended that it just kind of, like, makes you feel happy and giddy inside. Well, you get a conclusion of it. You see, you know, you hear about how they are, what they're up to, and then you see the kid that could barely hit. Um, 
doing football or football. Oh Lord, have mercy! <laughs> Ice sports too. Um, is doing the baseball commentary for the game and stuff like yeah. that, where his childhood friend is the star of the is game. the star of the game, and it's just that right there. That just gives you that extra little giggy, giggly feeling. In. But you are right. So, the whole like sum up at the end of what they're all doing, I missed. Because that. that's the thing. That's the thing about this uh, movie. It's pretty much this new kid or family that moves into town for whatever reason once again, which I'm gonna guess is his dad's job. So he has no friends whatsoever. It's He's stepdad, a, though. It's stepdad, yeah, stepdad. true. Stepdad. Because his father is not in the picture like every other father, but whatever. Um, yeah, the the uh, <laughs> one of the main characters, uh, his stepdad is played at, played by Dennis Leary, who... The, the point of the movie is that he has this uh, Babe Ruth signed baseball. Yes. And the kid, uh, his name is Smalls in the movie. I believe that's his nickname. Yeah. Um, is just trying to make friends uh, with all the other kids that are playing baseball, but he's like absolutely god fucking awful at it. Like the first scene in the movie is him trying to catch a fly ball, just kind of hits his glove and he just like falls down and completely like. Yeah, but like when he throws the ball, he's yeah. never played. Like he's he like can't even throw it. He just runs to the person. He's like, here you go. Yeah, so he's that's never because when he had threw, any when experience his... with any mm-hmm. type of sports whatsoever. He's humiliated. He's so we ask his sports all the time. So he asks his uh, stepdad for, like, help practicing whatever. He's still not that good at it, but um, one of the other kids, Benny, who does, uh, by the end of the movie, uh, becomes a part of the New York Yankees, kind of, like, helps him get more involved into baseball. And that's kind of where the story actually begins. Mm -hmm. Because the other character, uh, the home run hitter of the group... Ends up knocking a ball over the fence, and now their entire day is ruined. They're like, they, now that was their only baseball, and basically they were just done for the day. But Smalls, knowing that his stepdad has a baseball, that well, yeah, he's not just... sure of who the person is that signed it. He's a baby Ruth. Exactly. Yeah, he calls but... it a lady, too. Yeah, some lady signed the baseball. It yeah, like... yeah, it's like baby Ruth. It is a mistake because he just brings the ball and nobody looks at it. They just start playing with it. Yeah. So here comes Benny Rodriguez. Hits well, the they ball. have no reason to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a baseball. And so their thought is it's just a baseball that yeah. he has. You know, and which also, okay, so with that being said, I just realized this. They were playing ball with a baseball. Where did that baseball go? Because when in, when him and his dad was playing, or stepdad was playing ball, oh, where did that ball go? Yeah, because his dad wasn't using a bait uh, baseball; he was using another baseball. Yeah, I so where you. did where did that ball go? Maybe he just put it on another safe play on another spot that kid didn't even see or didn't know about. Yeah. He probably just went for the most like easily accessible. Yeah, obvious thing. spot. It's like, yeah. oh, I know there's a baseball there, so let me just grab that ball. But now that again, they end up losing the Babe Ruth baseball because I, I don't remember if it get, it's been like 15 years since I've been. Oh, well, because this movie. Smalls hits his first home run, <laughs> right? Which is right. like even the best thing that could ever happen. He hits that ball over the fence. Which goes into the backyard of this monster dog, which is actually a St. Bernard, but the kids don't know that. They're just scared to death of it. And that's kind of like the 
where the coming of age story begins. Like, I think I've already mentioned how much I enjoy movies of like kids with really uh, like fantastical like imaginations who are just way over the top about things and how they end up like working together and solving whatever issues there are and like uh, just growing with one another. And that's what this movie was. And um, I love the fact that um, as they're doing the recap, and I think that's probably one of the best things about all of this is some of the things that they are becoming is all could be coordinated to that event. Because one isn't one of them a um, the guy that was hanging and going down. He was something that was related to it. I can't remember what it was. <gasps> Shoot. Saying that, though, it's like the ridiculous Mission shit. Impossible? Yeah. The ridiculous shit that they, they that went these through kids went through just to get that ball. But and the one thing they didn't it. try to do was knocking on the motherfucker's door. Well, because they until were the because end of, of the, the movie. story. Yeah, because then that would have been the end of the movie. Yeah, but, but think it's about just, it. They, everybody's freaking out because once he told the the other guys that it was he needed to get that ball because his father was going to kill him because it was signed by some lady named Baby Ruth. If you know sports, if you know who the fuck Babe Ruth was, and then you know he, there's a ball signed by him, you're going to do everything in your goddamn power to get the ball back. Yes, granted, they should have fucking knocked on the door, and that would have been the easiest thing to do. But they're freaking out, so they're just thinking of ideas. They're like, oh, shit. children, man. I mean, th- think about the first time that they told the legend of the beast. Did I mean, look at how they saw this beast. Like, this this St. Bernard wasn't just a St. Bernard, huge St. Bernard. This shit was like yeah, a because apparently some kid, because all, any home runs they would hit, all the baseballs that would go over to that yard, they would disappear because, of course, the dog. Lost for And apparently there was some kid that tried to get one of the baseballs but never came out. But it's like, in a sense, too, it's like the way that they panicked and the way that they came out with these, like, seeming if you're not really thinking about it they're like oh they're just trying a bunch of different shit but it's kind of like an allegory to like actual times of panic of like especially even mass panic uh united states or any other country where something goes wrong and everyone's just kind of like just shotgunning like all of these different ideas and attempts (laughs) to just do really random weird shit it's like why don't we just try knocking on the door they did bring that up as a matter of fact and they did. the kids were all freaking out and talking about how, no, you can't do that, which is why at the end of it, when James Earl Jones says, you should have just knocked on the door, they start beating up on the one kid who had the objection about going to knock on the door in the first place. Yeah. But the real and the, and the part that makes this movie so great is that when you think about it, that's the exact same shit you would have done as a kid. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind because you don't, you don't one, want to let the guy know that you have your baseball in there because what if he doesn't give it back to you? Yeah, maybe. Then it's, I've it's, had that asshole neighbor as a oh, child. Yeah. Hey, our ball in our backyard. Guess it's my ball now. Fuck you, dude. They build a fucking, like, battle bot type machine to be able to try to get the baseball back. That was fucking awesome. It was awesome. By the way, as a mom, I went, well, those vacuums suck. (laughs) 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 Because they didn't suck up any dirt. (laughs) They sucked the ball. I was proud of that Richter set. I was like, fuck yeah, you build that shit. You make that robot go get your damn ball. Okay, aside from all that, what about the iconic pool scene? 
Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> yes. That was that is one of my favorite scenes. That that is still like one of the most memorable scenes. Fuck yeah. In like right. cinema history, I would argue. First yeah. of all, I would like to break that scene down into two pieces. Okay. I would like to break that scene down into how we viewed it because we saw this movie as children and still can think of that as children, versus how that exact same scene would play out in a movie in 2019. Would it still have the same childish, like, oh my god, this kid kissed a girl? Or would it be like, that's fucked up, this kid just non-consensually just made out with this chick? I'm still with the, oh my god, he kissed a girl. Okay. I think that they, I think that if you, if you oh, did it correctly, it would still be. I didn't know you were here, Lindsay. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you, guys have just been, you guys have been super passionate, so I didn't really have a lot to It's to a add. great movie. It is a yeah. great movie. I, I think it was just like, again, like a very just like. I think it depends on how they play. Outlandishly it out. planned scheme to just be able to ki- just be able to like kiss a girl that you felt like you had no chance of even getting. Now, granted, I would do that. <laughs> yeah. So if I ever became brave enough to actually do that, and I think that's what makes it even more of a powerful um, thing, is because he is that. Total dweeb that would <laughs> never, I, I, in yeah. a lifetime, probably ever get a chance to do that. But just because of how brave he was, he took that step. He got the girl. I will. Say, I, I personally don't feel like it's any different than trying to kiss somebody on the first date and then rejecting you. Difference is that he was pretending to drown. <laughs> yep. That, that's that's how I see it. I know, and that's fair. And no, that's I why agree. I wanted. I, that's why I wanted to bring it up is to see what you guys were thinking in that because. There are certain scenes that we saw as children that we had very innocent connotations to that now as adults don't play out the same way. And I was kind of wondering if that would be something that you guys could see. Because I saw that scene and I was like, that's fucking brilliant, but that's fucked up. Okay, so <laughs> what happened of this scene is like we're talking about this kid kissing this woman. It's like he just spots this lifeguard that he's like just has this massive crush on and she's beautiful. Wendy. Wendy. So he's just walking right, by his friends, it. and his friends are just staring at him. He's like, what is he doing? What is he right. doing? He can't swim. He can't swim. And so he just jumps in the deep end and intentionally starts to drown himself. So she has to save him, <laughs> bring him up to the side of the pool, and begins to do mouth to mouth. Now, I know it's 2019, and people usually have these special devices for mouth to mouth, so there's no human contact. But in this scene, it's 1993. And in the movie, it's actually, like, 1962. Ooh. So they don't have any of that shit. Yeah, no, no. So she's just full mouth-to-mouth. And I believe while she, she's doing mouth-to-mouth, he opens his eyes, and he winks over to his friends. No, that's the worst part. He opens his eyes, he winks over to everybody. Everybody yeah. Yeah. but the lifeguard sees him. And then, go on. Then he proposes to wrap his hand around her head. Yeah. And basically pull her in for the kiss. Exactly. And she rejects him. Beautiful part about that, though, part of the end of the movie, they ended up getting married and having something like seven children or some shit like that. That's, I was actually going to say, <laughs> that's, that's actually funny. my favorite, like, where are they now? Is yeah. They get married, they have eight children. Eight. Side note, because um, we were talking on the... She uh, Wendy, the lifeguard, mm-hmm. she's actually in that movie that you like as well. Never been kissed. Mm-hmm. Who? She? I don't know who she is, but she's actually in Never Been Kissed, and she's in Bubble Boy. 
I liked Bubble Boy. Yeah, Bubble Boy was awesome. With uh, Adam. Uh, yeah. Wait, who? Yeah, it was a weird movie. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like one of the most iconic scenes of movie history. It's like anytime, any like meme. Actually, I don't think there's a lot of memes about it at all. But it's, it's definitely it's a memorable this moment. Was, this movie was done too late to be the meme, and it doesn't. Sadly, it doesn't have the following some, like some of the older movies. That was a good show. Like, um, you really think so? That it doesn't have I the following? It doesn't. It does. Because I don't see anything like I do. Like, I um, oh my gosh, I just went blank. Uh, the new like princess. the characters at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> no, that's disintegrated. Um, hmm. Rocky Horror Show. Okay. You you don't oh. like that is out there. You see a whole bunch of stuff about it. Okay. But like for the Sandlot, I mean, I would imagine that there should be a following for it because this is an awesome movie. But you don't see the. Well, I can see where you're going with this, but I, I think that it does. I think that if you mention, to I think if you mention Sandlot to basically anybody but Chris. <laughs> uh, they'd be like, oh my god, that's a great movie. Chris turned around on that movie. Lindsay. I know you did. I know you did. But you know what I mean. Like before we, before you turned around. Yeah. Like, anybody who said, "Oh, Sandlot," have you ever seen it? And you know. I mean, for the record, I was never like, "Oh, the Sandlot." Bleh. It was always like, "Oh, the Sandlot." Yeah, sure, whatever. You know, it wasn't that big a deal to me. I, I would like to take those... into consideration with a movie like Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror can kind of apply for anything, and realistically, it always comes yeah. up around Halloween. Mm-hmm. This when one it comes is more to like sports. Lot, it's baseball. It, yeah, it's so sports, so it's very world, They'll definitely bring something about it. So, I mean, you see a meme like the one that we talked about earlier with Eric Judge, and the reason that meme exists is because you have a player, and the character Sandlot. who went just happened to be at the game. So now something happened that you can use as a meme that yeah. applies to the film. Mm-hmm. But there's the film is very limited in terms of what you can make it connect to in the real world. And because of that, I don't think that's why... I think that's why you don't see it as often as you do with Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Because Rocky Horror will always, and this is without a shadow of a doubt, show up in everybody's feeds on whatever social media between the middle of September to, like, halfway through November. Hell, they just brought Rocky Horror for that meme that I just sent you guys the other day when uh, Game of Thrones was about to start. It was him on that scene where he's sitting in the couch, and but on this one, they hadn't sit on the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he's a new princess of Disney. Yeah. He's a new Disney princess, but that's again because Disney bought Fox and all of that. So now they're like, "Oh, Disney bought Fox. Oh, she's a princess now." You know, so it, but they even did the same thing for "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," where Mac being gay and dressed up as in a dress, now being owned by Disney, is also now a Disney princess. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. Then we have another like iconic like part of the movie where they are at the fairgrounds. Oh, the fair! Oh. oh my god, that was amazing. I had to look away. It's still, still to this day. That was me. amazing because everybody's like, "Oh, we can do this." Ah, ain't nothing the wrong first me. thing that they're doing in this movie, though, it's like first of all they're just eating a bunch of junk food. Yeah, and then the next thing that they try, problem. the one thing that makes them sick in this scene, is that they're. Trying tobacco. dip for the first time, yeah. chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. which did not agree with their stomachs. No, I've never tried it, but chewing tobacco has always seemed so super fucking disgusting. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is, and I and I used to smoke like crazy, and I still like I would not do dip. I don't no, understand how see, people do dip. My my horror stories about dip have to do with going back to when I worked at the movie theater because people would get these little the little paper cups, oh, courtesy oh cups, God. and they'd spit in them all throughout the movie, and then they'd leave them in the cup holders. Oh man! So oh gross. fuck that! And so you would have to like very very carefully like push it out from the bottom because they were so small that they went to the very very bottom of the cup holder and hung out the bottom. And to get them out, you'd have to like push them up very carefully and then like pick them up with gloves. Pray that it doesn't fall on you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That. That's just yeah, really gross. Disgusting. I don't know why anybody would do that. No. <laughs> I don't know. Just call me old fashioned. I'd rather light up than chew. <laughs> yeah. I am curious why that became like the thing baseball players do. Um, Does anybody know about that? Since I don't know sports, I'm just putting that question out there. Because it doesn't impact their lungs? Maybe. Because they're. No, because they're always bidding for some reason. Yeah, to get and... rid of the. No, but even without, because even you saw the kids. Well, they were imitating, ah. I guess. Okay. Even without chewing tobacco, they were just like spitting whenever they were introducing themselves to each other. So this is this person. This is so, so Google says that uh, no, they like chewing tobacco because it kept their mouths moist and their mitts moist in the dusty infield. The use of chewing tobacco in the baseball in baseball steadily increased until the mid 20th century, when cigarettes became popular. And took the place of it. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. History. History by Lindsay. Another new segment on this show. Uh, history by Google. <laughs> get carried away. <laughs> history by Lindsay's Google. <laughs> so, and then the next thing, since you're talking about iconic scenes, the shoes. The shoes. Mm-hmm. When Rodriguez puts on those. Oh, the ones that would make you jump higher and yep. make you faster. Like the most amazing shoes mm. ever. Okay. I forgot about that. Up, though, so slowly. I forgot about that long chase scene with the St. Bernard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was an. That was a freaking iconic scene right there because he's like going around. He's going in a fucking loop, and then he finds everybody. He's like, meet in the sandlot. Meet in the sandlot. And he, the dog gets him because he bite his ass. <laughs> no, but he still sure. managed. The shirt, yeah. yeah. But he still managed to get away. That's how he became a legend, man. <laughs> what was he called? Benny Flash Rodriguez? I think so. Yeah. There goes Latinos for you, man. <laughs> we know don't how to sleep, run. <laughs> don't sleep on Latinos, man. <laughs> we know how to get away from trouble. <laughs> There go Latinos, running and jumping fences. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, then. But then, of course, with that scene, you also get, he jumped onto the fence, the, fence, the dog jumps as well, because that motherfucker was a beast. So the dog was a Mexican, too. Um, <laughs> and then the fence falls on him. Then the dog's hurt. It's a good scene, man. It's not realistic, though. What? I mean, dog yeah. jumping over the fence? No, no, no. Everybody knows walls work. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. 
And then the whole, as he's staring at the dog in the eye, lick, lick, lick. And you're just like, me? I'm like, ew. Yeah, especially from a dog that big. Fuck that. Oh, heck yeah. And after that run, man, I think it's going to be slobbery. Uh-huh. So what you think, Lindsay? What was your favorite scene? Man, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pick one because I loved it so much. Like it it was weird because I didn't understand I mean, what year did this come out again? 93 you said? 93. Okay. So I was not yet a teenager and I didn't necessarily understand the concept of nostalgia in general. But I seeing it as an adult a lot of my, my childhood did get wrapped up in baseball and hanging out with my, uh, my dad and had watching the Marlins, Marlins first became a thing. Um, they were just our little product team in our county. Um, <laughs> and, you know, wanting to play baseball but not being able to So it's got a lot of extra emotion wrapped up in So it's hard to pick one thing because it's. It's a movie about the nostalgia of your of the summers of your youth, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I get when I feel it, when I watch it. And this movie itself just has so many iconic scenes, and this mm. is such this is just still. I mean, we were watching it with our kids, and both of them were just in awe about it, and they were all super excited about it and everything like that. And it was just. It was fun to see our kids watching this movie that we watched growing up. Me liking it, Chris not so much, but you know the kids are enjoying it. They're loving it, and they're just like all excited. Yeah. Um, I feel bad I, that, that you. If it sounds like the movie made you want to play baseball and you just weren't able to. I know uh, yeah. me grow so, like me watching this movie. Sorry, like I wish I was I had grown up just like those kids. Like I had a group of friends, and all we did was play baseball after see, school. See, the thing is that was my childhood. I I was playing baseball when this. I believe even when this movie was out, I was in like t-ball. Yeah. You see, I I played baseball as a kid, but I quit baseball because I wasn't it wasn't fun for me. There was just a lot of standing sports, around so. for it. like in my opinion, like baseball was the standing around sport. Yeah, I can see that. So like no, I, I no, never no. got into it. You know, I my baseball for me baseball was like Life. chewing sunflower seeds, going out there hitting the baseball, playing uh, wall ball like in between like at bats and stuff like that. Yeah, we get it, Billy. You're secretly want to be a Puerto Rican baseball player. We get it. <laughs> Well, like, so I was in T-ball and yeah, I did right. softball when I got a little older, but I always, I never wanted to practice softball. I always wanted to be a baseball pitcher. And so I would practice pitching a baseball for hours. It used to drive my granddad crazy because he's like, if you want to be a pitcher, you're going to have to be a softball pitcher. They're not going to let you play baseball. Like, I don't care. I just want to, I just want to pitch, right? And so <laughs> I actually broke my mother's nose. <laughs> oh wait, it's not on, funny, on, but on, it's on. funny. No, it's funny. Hi, Lindsay's um, mom. Yeah, hi, Lindsay's mom. Yeah, hi, mama. <laughs> um, yeah, she. Uh, we were in the front yard, and my granddad was trying to teach me how to fast pitch softball, and it felt like unnatural the motion that he was trying to get me to make with my arm. 
And so I finally just got pissed and did it the way he wanted me to. And it was like a perfect strike down the line, super fast, right into my mother's face. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. She was, she was the catcher, but she could she didn't get the mitt up in time because I guess she was either not paying attention to, or the pitch was too fast for her. And it just clocked her right in the face. She ended up with like this little V cut on her nose from the stitch of the baseball. Oh, gosh. I think for me, growing up, it's like the number one rule that they always teach you is to keep your eye on the ball. Mm-hmm. And I learned that lesson the hard way. Mm-hmm. You, when, always, you always do. Most yeah. people do. Because the thing about the thing about baseball, whenever you're in the infield, they have the the clay. And when you're wearing cleats, it's fun to like just kind of play in the dirt a little bit. So I'm just looking down. My dad is like just hitting ground balls at me. But one of them ended up not being a ground ball, and it came at me fast. It was a line drive right to the side of my face. Oh. And I'm, I think at this time I'm like seven years old. (laughs) And it just like floored me. I was down. And that made me a better baseball player. Fair enough. My my Uh, greatest baseball, I have two baseball memories of when I actually played. One was when I hit what I thought was a home run, and it was going super far, and I'm like, yeah, 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 all right, and I start running, and my coach is like, where the fuck are you going? That's a foul. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. So I went back. So I remember that, because I was super proud of myself for actually hitting a home run, and no. Um, and then the other memory I have is how I quit playing baseball, and it literally was, I, I used to go right after school. And one day, my dad picked me up after school to go take me to go play baseball. And I looked at him and I was like, Dad, can we just not go today? I just want to take a day off. I don't want to go today. And I remember specifically saying I just needed one day off. I just didn't want to go today. And my, I don't know what the hell was wrong. I don't know what happened. I don't know if maybe that's not the way I said it. But my dad <laughs> lost his shit. Like, lost it. He's like, well, if you're going to fucking quit baseball, you're going to fucking quit everything. Just went off on this whole shit. Never again did I go back to baseball. <laughs> that was literally the last day that I ever had for baseball. And it's like ingrained in my mind just because of this huge fight that I still to this day don't understand what exactly happened. Mine is, and granted, I do not play sports very well. Um, I'm one of those, I can get by playing it, and that's it. Um, we were doing, this was when PE was an actual thing. We were playing, um, softball at my junior high. And this was a high school that was basically about to close. So it was junior high and high school together. And we had high school, um, with us at the same time with the PE. And the football player was... Um, in the base on the bases or something like that, I managed to get a ball because I can't hit worth a shit, and I walk the base and everything like that. And then the next person hits it; it's a home run, and I'm running home. And the baseball or the football player throws the ball and pegs me in the back of the shoulder blades. <clears throat> so that was my first time playing baseball and my last. Fair. That shit hurt like motherfucker. Did you ever play baseball, Ray? Mm-hmm. Did you play any sport or anything? Mm-hmm. Never into it or just never had the chance? Never had the chance. 
I kind of wish we could have traded lives. You could have gone to that baseball game pretending to be me. I would have traded. I don't give a fuck. It would have avoided the fight with my dad, and you would have played baseball. I would have been like, "Fuck you, dad! I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want." (laughs) I would have loved to grow up playing sports. I probably wouldn't even met you, motherfuckers. I would have become famous. (laughs) Just because you're Puerto Rican doesn't automatically mean you're gonna become famous at baseball. When you're right, you're right. All right. (laughs) So how the movie ends? (laughs) Because we're talking about the Sandlot. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, um, I mean we kind of they, the ending. We, we, we they not really, not really, not completely. Okay. They knock on uh, they knock on his door. Oh my god! Yeah, that was an amazing scene well, right there. And did we mention that Darth the fence Vader fell after the dog chase? I just did. Yeah, okay, I I'm did. just making sure that the, we actually mentioned the yeah. fence did in fact fall. And Darth Vader uh, yeah. welcomes <laughs> the boy. <laughs> That's right, it was Darth Vader. He was like, What you doing in my house? You could have knocked on the door. So yeah, James Earl Jones' character welcomes the boy, and the boy kind of like explains the story briefly and apologizes. And takes the baseball, and he's just like, Here, just have my side Babe Ruth baseball. Which it wasn't just a sign with baseball. It was, it was the a nineteen twenty seven Yankees, Yankees yeah. which that team was the best that was literally in baseball what's considered the history dream team for the Yankees. In babe, I don't know shit history. about baseball, but I know that much. Nineteen twenty seven <laughs> Yankees. That is the best sports team there ever was. Like all he actually like realistically, like and here's the thing. You guys know my feeling of the movie, you guys mm-hmm. know how it, you know it changed with this viewing. So I never really paid attention, but the minute he said 1927 Yankees, I was like, oh, shit, that's a good one. Fuck that. The moment he just said Babe Ruth, I was like, ah, I'm in love. Oh, George? Yeah. But then when he brought that baseball, and he's like, but this is signed by a bunch of... He's like, yeah, the 1927 And keep in mind, baseball fans, it's like, I'm pretty sure that Derek Jeter wasn't a thing yet. So the Yankees run... In the '90s and early 2000s, didn't happen yet. So, it, the Yankees, like the memory of the also, Yankees, was still like years I would like to like think that this was back prior. at a time where steroids weren't really being used in them. They were. Were yeah. they that bad? No, not in 1962. I don't think. No. Well, for the 1927 Yankees is what I'm trying to talk. Oh, about. not at all. Oh, yeah, the 1927s Yankees team. I believe that that team basically did everything 1,000 percent on them. Like there were no like drugs to take back then that were like. Performance enhancers the way that they are. Now. Shit, you got baby. Except Ruth, though, that, that was, was like people being legendary who fucking should have been legendary because they were just fucking that. There's good. an argument. There's an argument to that though. That they also didn't allow the ethnic players to play the game with them, so it was just white people playing white people. Well, no, because you remember they didn't have like they didn't have like all of those all stars from like Puerto Rico. They didn't have, like, no. the... They had African-American players, but yes, they were few and far between. They didn't have African-American players so much later. In the 20s, the um, 1927 Yankees? I'm pretty sure they'd had at least one they or did two. Not. Yeah. No. Jackie was, Robinson was... was the first uh, African... Uh... Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't until, what, 62, 61? Yeah, that wasn't until much later. Fair enough. So you're, like, looking at all these legendary players that are just hitting 80-mile-per-hour fastballs from... John Wilkes Booth, I don't know. I mean, just any random white dude's name. <laughs> but you can't just say John Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know, because John Wilkes Booth is my hero. But um, 
Um, yeah, so. So ratings. I, I mean, it's like not to make it's Never like mind. not to make anything like super racial about it, but it's like they didn't. No, it's true. They that weren't playing a, like they weren't playing against racist. like the premier. The quality of player isn't the same that there is now. Yeah, it was much more limited. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to give this five out of five home runs. She heard you say ratings, and she's a professional, so she kept going. I'm impressed, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Um. Go with five out of five monsters. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Belly? Me last. Nope. Belly? Um, um, five out of five, you're killing me, Smalls! God damn it, you <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> I can, can that's what that. I was going to say. Okay, well, that's what you get for not, <laughs> not letting me go last. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. Um, well done. I I give. All right. Um, I'm gonna give it four. Four out of the eight of Wendy's children. Now, the scale's still out of five, but I'm still going to use four of her children. Oh, I was like, after all this, you still only gave it, like, half a rating? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's No, 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 true. no. I actually, like I said, had I had I rated this movie, had I rated this film based on my knowledge of it prior to watching it this last time, I realistically would have probably given it a one or a one and a half. But after watching it this one time, I did actually enjoy it, and I, and I saw... And like I said, man, to watch our kid connect with it, like, kind of helped me like it. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's granted he only connected with the part of it being a dog because he's three years old and he likes dogs. He, he's freaking, if he could, he'd be surrounded by dogs all the time. Mm. But it's one of those where, you know, I also love the fact that throughout no part in this film, he was scared of the dog. He was just like, ooh, puppy. And then when the like at one point the worst part was like Cece said, Oh, big puppy. And then when he finally saw the dog, he's like, Oh, not that big puppy. <laughs> so like you know what I mean? Like I, I enjoyed those pieces. So yeah, I'd I'd give it a four. Ready, what about you? you no, I got your no smalls has been taken. Yeah, I got no ratings. <laughs> yeah, five out of five. You can do five out of five hats that should be burned. <laughs> nah. Five out of five. Sign baseballs. Nah. Five out of five, 1927 Yankees. Yankee baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to keep saying balls. Yes, balls. Just five out of five balls. No, it should be six balls. Can't have. No, never mind. Well, technically and with all you that could. balls, let's wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, G. Well, thank you, fellas, for joining us here at Control C. And so you're not thinking the ladies? Like, this is 2019. Like, the ladies. Hey, man, in baseball, we just say fellas, man. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to baseball right now. Girls can play baseball. Ladies. Baseball? There's no crying in baseball. See, see, I told you. <laughs> She's crying. <laughs> she need to calm down. It's like there's no crying in baseball. That entire scene with Tom Hanks is amazing. She's just arguing with the umpire. It's like she's crying. No, I want to watch that movie too. Yeah, it's so good. That was such a good movie. With uh, Gina Davis and Tank Girl. Yeah. yeah. Lori Petty. 
Yeah. Such a good movie. And then, of course, you got Major League. That was another fucking awesome movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't even fucking think about Major League. Yeah, Major League. <laughs> Back before Charlie Sheen was a complete Exactly. Kind. Like, that movie was fucking amazing as well. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here at Control C and our review of The Sandlot. Remember to join us every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe and rate our podcast services everywhere. And for this and other shows, please join us on geekincast.com and follow all our social media. Twitter, MySpace, Facebook. What else are we on? Uh, just just everything. Yeah. Just so go MySpa- to Google. Type go to MySpace. Podcast, you'll find us. If you can find us on MySpace, <laughs> that'll be some shit. If you can find us on MySpace, who the fuck put us on MySpace? <laughs> look, look me up on LiveJournal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good day. Uh, Raymond's out. Chris. Bye. Cece. Goodbye. Lindsay. Bye. Billy. God damn it, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) What about angels in the outfield? The Sultan of Swat. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Until next time. The Great Bambino. Oh my God. This thing is awesome. Thank you.